Mums Unhinged acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we create, work and live, the Gubby Gubby people. We acknowledge their spiritual, cultural belonging and recognise their continuing connection to land, waterways and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. I don't know about you, but some days it feels like motherhood has kicked me in the lady dick. But by the same token, it's also been the catalyst for some of the most significant connections that I have in my life. We're going to touch on the topics that you can only talk about with your mum friends. The kind of stories your partner goes bright red at and discreetly leaves the room. To kick off our premiere episode, we're going to be talking about a brand new trend called silent walking and the sad news that Matthew Perry, who played Chandler on Friends, has passed away recently. And what an icon he really was. We love being a mum more than anything, but we also know it can be totally normal to feel overwhelmed and not like being a mum sometimes. The emotional roller coaster of being a mum is so normal, and we want to hold your hand as we navigate through this together. Mums on Hinge is sponsored by Nurture Tea and Angus the Label. today we're going to talk about silent walking it's a trend that is on tiktok it's everywhere and it's probably something that like like as a 34 year old that um are you only 30 yeah i'm only 34 how old are you you look haggard <laughs> fuck off <laughs> seriously fuck off no, I just... <laughs> oh my god sorry don't look haggard at all i just assumed you were like the same age as me how old are you i just turned 37 how do i not even know that i don't know this is what i'm finding out about you right now that you're 34. <laughs> we've got spring chickens in the room oh funny that's hilarious well okay. our generation we're still the same generation i guess yeah. um we used to do silent walking all the time. Yeah, we just go outside. You've got no um, headphones on. You haven't got a phone on you. Yeah. Yeah, so it's the thing. Also, doing housework, you wouldn't have, like, yeah, airports in. Yeah. But this is, so this is a trend. This is a trend now. You're doing housework. You're going for a walk without any distraction. I think this is a really new thing for the mm. younger generations. I, can, I mean, I can see why it's important. My whole thing lately has actually been doing my housework with music on because I do everything so quiet in case like one of the boys needs me or in case they're crying or in case they've stirred from a nap or blah, 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 blah. Actually listening to music while I'm doing the cleaning and stuff is really helpful. But having said that, I do do my walking silently because I get so overwhelmed with like all of the communication I get. Maybe that's because like when you're a mum, you're always listening for your kids. But also you and I both work online. So we're on TikTok, we're on Pinterest, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're emailing. It's like really fun. But it's also like texts and WhatsApps from your mum's group, your family. Like it's relentless sometimes. Just knowing that your phone is not near you, actually, it yeah. makes me feel better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to leave it at home and go for a walk. It's something I do every day. And yeah, I just worry for a lot of people like it's never been easier to be distracted and it just got me thinking like can this be harmful i don't know i think it totally is like not even just being distracted but feeling like you owe it to people yeah and to your phone to be connected to it like if you think about how often someone messages you back saying sorry for the late reply it's like i don't care you can reply to me in two weeks and i'm not 
in like the slightest amount offended by that. Yeah. I mean, unless I was like, can you pick me up from the airport tomorrow? And I'm still standing at the airport. You've got nothing to respond to me about. Like it's all good. You know what I mean? Before I was a mum, I was quite judgmental on people like not texting me back straight away. But now as a mum, oh my God, you are in the middle of a text and then like, oh my God, your kid like does a wee on the floor. Like you need to go and you just forget about it. Like it happens, it happens. And I think we all have this like unwritten, like rule or code that it's okay. And you do not need to apologize anyway with my mum friends anyway. No, yeah. literally with anybody, I don't mind. Maybe it's because actually a couple of my closest friends have never been phone people. They're not on social media much. They don't really, like, they won't answer the phone or whatever. And yeah. it's because they're just not got their phone near them. Just not phone people. Yeah, and I like it. Mm. I actually really rate it. The only time I feel like it would be beneficial for me not to do silent walking is when I used to commute. So I, like, when I used to commute on the Tube in London, busy buses in Sydney, like, I actually used to feel very anxious if I didn't have headphones. Really? Yeah, because it was so... F- loud like the buses were so loud people coughing whatever like I just wanted to get out of that situation Mm. so for me having a distraction of like music or whatever podcasts it was just a great way to be very um go a little bit more internal and just be like okay this is gonna be over by this by the time this podcast ends and I'll be out of this bus. That's funny. It's like, Mm. it's helping you dissociate a little bit from the situation. That's like on an airplane too. Yeah. Like I actually really enjoy getting on and putting in my headphones and watching a movie. When they got Wi-Fi on the plane, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. I know. Wi-Fi on the plane. Like it is nice to be out of work and stuff, but is it? Because the rates of anxiety are on the rise, especially among um, young people. So although this might be like a TikTok trend at the moment, it's it's a good idea to like educate younger people about the benefits of being like tech and screen free, even for like, even for 30 minutes a day. Okay, so a few days ago, sadly, we heard the news that Matthew Perry had passed away at his home. He was a much loved um, icon. We all love Friends. We've watched it on repeat many a times. I actually had a few friends message me because I did a story about it, um, how like, you know, found it really upsetting and shocking. And they're like, yeah, I, I loved Matthew Perry. Like I read his memoir last year. It was so moving. He's done so much for people, people with- um, Like addiction issues. Addiction, addiction issues. So, yeah, just did like a brief bit of research here. Like Perry had battled addictions to alcohol and drugs for most of his life. And in his memoir he published last year, he estimated he had spent $7 million, I assume that's US, trying to abstain. He attended 6,000 Alcoholic Anonymous meetings and he had 15 stints in rehab. That's so full on. He did a lot to help other people going through um, addictions. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel so. But I also read really like conflicting stories about his last few weeks of life. Some were saying he was really lonely, and then the writers of Friends, I think that the writers of Friends, said that you know he was his normal self, like really happy, nothing 
nefarious at the scene. I don't think the toxicology reports back. But part of me also just feels icky even talking about it. Like, even if there was something in his system or something in his home, like, can we not just show a little bit of compassion? It's just always sad when you lose some, like when society loses someone who made other people feel good, I think. Who contributed like fun and laughter because oh my god we all need that yeah yeah and for so many people like Chandler was their favorite yeah for me he was like right down the middle but having said that in Friends no character really stood out I guess that's the point of having an ensemble cast Mm -hmm. like no one's the main character and they're all a better character for having someone for being like for playing next to someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I don't even have a favorite. I'd I say got like a least top favorite. <laughs> you have a least favorite. Yeah. Who's your least favorite? Ross. No, see, I love Ross. Ugh. He's so funny. You do not. Yeah. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> okay. What about like he was so like possessive? This is so off topic. He was like so possessive over Rachel. And then the whole we were on a break thing, like, just yuck. No. Huge no. I can't even remember what happened in the reunion episode. They did, like, a, like, they walked down memory lane together. So they had the set all set up. Their memories of working together. It was really nice. If you're, like, a Friends fan, you'll love it. What I've read as well is that how Matthew Perry really, like, fancied and really liked um, Jennifer Anderson. I don't know whether that's clickbait, but I have been reading that the past couple of days. In the reunion episode, they so what's his name? The the guy that plays Ross. Is that Schwimmer? David Schwimmer. So what they talk about in the reunion episode, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston talk about how they totally had the hots for each other while they were filming and they had like a big will they, won't they and ultimately decided not to because they knew it would interfere with like their work and how their characters played out and everything. Imagine how he felt, David Schwimmer. Um, (laughs) Imagine how he felt when Brad Pitt came to the studio. Dude, like seriously, can you imagine like if you and your husband had a will they, won't they, and then your husband married Jennifer Aniston, you'd be like, fuck, I feel really awkward now. Yeah. Like they're way better than me. And apparently like that's when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston had like a massive fallout. Like the whole set went silent because apparently she didn't want to have babies and Brad Pitt was ready. And all the friends cast said, like, it was, like, so silent and eerie and horrible. Really? Wow. I love this shit. Same here. (laughs) I live for it. I love it. Oh, my God. Have you subscribed to our email list yet? Be the first to know when a new episode drops. And the first... 50 subscribers will receive a free Eat For You bar, a natural approach lip balm, nurture tea sample, and Angus the label voucher. Wow. Subscribe now. So how did Emma and Nina meet? Well, firstly, 
Nina sent Emma a DM. I saw her sign for Angus the Label in our daycare where we send our two boys. And I was like, oh, those clothes are so pretty. I actually need some cloth nappies. I think I was pregnant at the time. So I was like, this time I'm going to do cloth nappies. And then I yeah, sent a DM to Emma. And then she was so sweet. She messaged me back and she was so helpful with all the advice about cloth nappies. And then we just really hit it off from there. Yeah, I actually remember you going into my DMs and saying, do our boys go to daycare together? And I didn't recognize you, but that's not weird because when I go in to pick them up or drop them off, I am like focused, like eyes on the prize, just trying to survive with two under two that I had at the time. And I think we first hung out to have coffee and talk about TikTok maybe. Like we were both doing business on TikTok. Oh yeah. No, I hadn't launched a TikTok yet, but I was like really like overwhelmed by it. Yeah. So we got together to talk about that. And you're like so funny on TikTok. <laughs> Thanks. I was like inspo. Oh, that's nice. Um, and the rest is history. But it's funny because I feel like since becoming a mum, I have made heaps of friends through being a mum. Like obviously my mum's group are amazing, but they're based down in Brisbane and I'm on the Sunshine Coast now. And like a lot of the connections that I have, have been through social media. Like a lot of the people who I speak to most are people who I've met on Instagram. Actually like yet loads of people who I've not actually met face to face. Yeah. Which is crazy. Who I message like every day, mums, uh, mums of small businesses. And we just got a great connection. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, and I, th I mean, I don't know, maybe it's just like really conducive to the mum schedule because it's really hard when you've got young babies to actually like catch up with people. Mm. Um, and so having friendships like at your fingertips, literally on Instagram is awesome. Why don't we read some of the listener stories? Because mm. they're hilarious. Okay, so this is uh, from someone who is in my mum's group. And she has a really funny story about breastfeeding. So the first time she went around a friend's house for a barbecue after her baby was born, six of them were sitting in the garden chatting and then her baby got hungry. So she went to feed him in another room. And then once she finished, she joined them again in the garden and her boyfriend rushed over her to like be like oh my god and she was like what her tit was hanging out <laughs> in front of like everyone and i think the people in the garden were like all boys so like super embarrassing and being like a first-time mum it's it's really embarrassing Mortifying. when things like that happen do you know that's so funny because one of the girls in my mother's group did that she answered the door to a delivery guy yeah. who bought flowers for her from a friend and she sent us a photo afterwards um anyway so she's like look how i just had a big old chat at the door with the delivery guy and it's a photo it's a mirror selfie of her with her full tit out so she'd been talking to the delivery guy for ages just with her tit out i mean she has nice tits i would honestly be mortified but i'm embarrassed of my tit but it's like such a mum thing to do I've just got like such fried eggs that I don't even give a shit if anyone sees my tits. Like it's nothing to, it's just, it's not even like worth mentioning. Like if I did that and a delivery man saw it, it'd be like, he wouldn't even say anything to anyone. Cause he'd just be like, there's nothing. <laughs> so funny. Oh and also God. like, I don't give a shit. Like stuff like that has happened to me in the past. 
And like the first few weeks when you are breastfeeding, like it's so full on. And I just feel like you have this right. If you want a boob hanging out, that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Because you're like leaking all the time. You're you're breastfeeding on demand. Like I, I feel like I have that right and I just don't give a shit. Um, oh, this was a good one. So, so someone who just like, you know, the first time you have sex after giving birth, like you're, for a lot of women, the pelvic floor area is like a work in progress. It's recovering. It takes time. Um, and it's not necessarily like the vagina area. It can be the bum hole area. What, hang on. What happens with the bum hole area? Like tearing, do you mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it depends. Yeah, tearing, like literally just control of it. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that there was like fecal incontinence. Yeah, there can be. Yeah, so they were having sex, um, her and her husband, and she really needed like to fart. <laughs> <laughs> and like most of the time you can hold it in, I reckon. Yeah, if you're like having sex. But she just had no control in that area. And she just did let a massive rip. just some yeah, <laughs> rip. Do you know what though? I bet her partner was grateful for the scraps of puss he was given. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that if he had even spoken out against this fart at that point, it would have been like, no. Shops like this is what you get right now. Yeah, like yeah. you're here, first customer in yeah. before we've even opened, and you want to complain about what you're being served. I don't fucking think so. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, this is a story of mine, which I'd only shared my mum's group, but I'm sharing with you now. So I, for my second birth, I had a home birth and I wanted to record everything. And I was so excited, you know, like you see on like Instagram and TikTok, yeah. like I'm, I was all over that shit. Like I want the home birth, I want the light and I want like the lighting and <laughs> I just want everything to be so perfect. Well, anyway, like Miles, my second baby, just came out so quickly. Like, my waters broke watching TV. An hour later, the, pretty much, Whoa. the baby was out. He was out. So you can imagine all that pain was, like, condensed within an hour. Yeah. Like, my whole body went into shock. I was shaking straight away. The TENS machine wasn't working after, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, fuck, this is so painful. Oh just breathing through it. Anyway, like... I did do a poo earlier in the day. In the water? No, no, no. Like I did oh, okay. a poo like in the morning and my waters broke at like 9.15 at night. So like, you know, I had been emptied. <laughs> and it's not like I ate a lot in the day, like just normal amount. Yeah, dinner was like chicken and veg or something. Anyway. <laughs> the uh, details. Yeah, because <laughs> this, this, I still can't get over it. Yeah. But like... I remember standing up and I did like a massive shit on the floor. And you, and when you do a home birth, like you have like sort of like puppy pads. Thank Christ we live in Queensland and no one here has carpet. <laughs> yes, we do have wooden floors. Um, anyway, so like, yeah, did a shit. And I was like, oh, that's weird. That's early on, but whatever. Just get it out, end yeah. of. I literally could not stop shitting. <laughs> So I just, I just don't know where it came from. Like it just, it was relentless. Like it just kept coming and coming and coming. And then I was like, 
Ben, call the midwives. Like, this is seriously painful. Like, I feel like I'm at the end of giving birth, like where I was with Hunter at the end when the baby's head was coming out. And I kept saying, like, I need to go in the pool. I need to go in the pool. And Ben was like, I haven't even filled it yet. You need to slow down. Like, I can't cope. <laughs> so, like, call the fucking midwife in now. <laughs> what a fuck up. Like, you haven't filled the pool yet. And you're yeah. like, can you just slow it down? I can't cope with filling the pool. Sorry, Ben. I'm just shitting out a kid on your floor. <laughs> fucking hell. But it is a hard one. So you're you're meant to like fill up the pool at the last moment so it's warm enough for the woman. So it's actually quite hard for the man to like judge it. Anyway, it, it, he I was like, we need to fill this up now. And he was like, right, okay. And I was like, I'm having a shower because I'm covered in shit. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, they've seen it all before. I was like, I don't think they have. Like, but also, do you want to be filled? No. No. And then Ben was like, do you want to record this? And I was like, there's shit everywhere. No. So I had a shower and there was shit. I remember seeing shit everywhere. And I was like, okay. And then I was clean. And then I got out again and the poo just kept coming. I got in the pool and the poo just kept coming, but I was in so much pain. I was just like, I don't care. I'm like literally fucking clutching my pearls here. (laughs) I just can't with this. Oh my God. So... I just don't understand how someone can have so much shit inside them. Whoa. What a whirlwind. <laughs> and then your beautiful baby came. And then my beautiful baby came. So isolation and motherhood, it's always been there. But like the past few years, it's just been made even worse. So when I had Hunter... I had a mum's group and then we had the fires. So a month into being like meeting up with my mum's group like every week, we had the fires, we couldn't even go outside. And then of course there was COVID. So I think it's been hard. Hang on. So tell us about your family. So, oh yeah. And my family, they're in England. Yeah. Yeah. And then my in-laws, we all lived in Sydney together and they were so amazing. So they've always been very like hands on, but now we've moved to Sunshine Coast. We don't have anyone. Yeah. And you had Hunter in what? 2019. Yeah. Yeah. So he's four now and Miles is nine months. No, he is 11 months. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. The time gets so yeah. quick. Yeah. Yeah. So... It's, I feel like with Miles, um, my mum's group and everyone like wants to be social. It's been so easy to make friends. Yeah. Like my mums and bubs PT group, for example, like I love exercise. So for me, that was a great way to meet other mums. Yeah. yeah. And we, it really does get un- really unhinged. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I have walked past you guys and I just think, I don't know how you can cope with that. Like I would... I would try to exercise in the gym um, when Angus was a baby and I tried again when Heath was a baby and I just found it so upsetting that they wouldn't just sit in the pram while I worked out. They, yeah. th- neither of them were down with that at all and it just stressed me out even further. So I gave up on those kind of workouts really quick yeah. and just did the pram walks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends how old your child is as well and then – like they play together now or it's actually better if they're not there yeah. <laughs> so i will normally just work out mums and bubs pt <laughs> so good when your kids aren't there <laughs> i mean you ask my friends my children are rarely there now my husband looks after them as i work out uh they're just crawling like miles has been crawling and walking since yeah. he's been like nine months so you know he's just crazy and so was hunter so- 
great. And it's so good to have that connection with other women because it just makes you feel more normal because we're all going through similar shit. Yeah, we're tribal beings. We've got it in our DNA. And what happened with COVID and the fires and whatever, like it's just not in our nature to be that isolated. No. And I, I mean, I feel like particularly now we're all like a lot of us are really isolated anyway, because we don't have our families around. Like I'm pretty similar. My family are down in Victoria. Um, Eddie's family we don't see very often. And I know that if my family are around, I wouldn't be isolated one bit. I'd be begging to be like for alone time, but it sucks not having them here. Like, and yeah, I mean, even when I first moved to Brisbane in 2017, I didn't find Brisbane an easy nut to crack. So I didn't make a ton of friends, but actually having Angus and meeting my mother's group, that's how I made my friends. I mean, where we are on the Sunshine Coast now is entirely different. People here, it's a small town. People are much more friendly. Most people that are here aren't from here. So everyone's keen to make friends and I love that. Um, So really, when I moved to Brisbane, I was doing my, what do you call it, ISO then. So when COVID hit, I was like, this is exactly the same for me. I don't see anyone anyways. Um, And I was still working as well because my day job um, carried on as mostly usual but yeah so it's kind of been weird like I've been super isolated throughout motherhood not necessarily because of motherhood because of my own circumstances but also motherhood has like brought me so much connection that I didn't have before that Mm. you know what I mean yeah so it's like a catch-22 and then I mean sometimes you feel isolated and you're in a house full of people like if you're sitting there breastfeeding at 2am and everyone else is asleep you feel like you're so alone or if the baby is just crying and crying and crying and you can't get them to stop and you don't know what's going on it's those feelings that make you feel so alone but really every other mum is going through it as well yeah even like with my first like I was living with my in-laws I had so much hands-on support it was incredible I'm so grateful but I felt way more lonely and isolated there than I do now and I have no one here. And that is because maybe you can't be yourself when you're around your in-laws. Yeah. I think that's a big thing. Like I wasn't comfortable getting my boobs out and being myself. Like like I said earlier, like it's so full on when you're breastfeeding and not being able to just like have your boobs out and milk leaking and being embarrassed by like your father-in-law next to you. Like, and I felt really isolated because I was away from my friends. So if anyone who's lived in Sydney, I was like over the bridge and all my friends were like Eastern suburbs and we live with our in-laws to like save money. And I just felt like no one's going to come and see me because they had no cars and the public transport is like shit going over the bridge. And I never saw anyone unless I drove 30 minutes plus with a screaming child in the car seat. And it was, it was really traumatic. Do you know what? That's what it is. Like part of the reason you're so isolated as a, as a mum is because you are literally a slave to like their routines and stuff. And the way a new mum has to plan their day is really inconsiderate of other people. Like if you're like wanting to catch up and it's, the first wake window that means that your friend has to be on standby for when you're like 
go, go now. We've got an hour. You know what I mean? Get there. And it's really hard. Like you can't expect that from other people, whether they understand what situation you're in because they've got their own kids or whether they don't. Being a new mum does make you kind of a a difficult person to catch up with. And even if you do have mum friends, kids may be like a month apart and it's like, oh, they've woken up a bit later today. So actually they're going to have a later nap. So we can't actually catch up at half 10, but how about half 11? And I'm like, well, that's when I feed my baby lunch and then I put him down for his nap. Like One of them's always in bed. Yeah, it's really, really hard. And I think that was a real shock especially me who loves like freedom and I don't like being told what to do so for me being told like you're gonna have to now sacrifice everything for your baby to have their nap was a really hard adjustment for me yeah yeah my dad would say to me like oh we would go down the pub and you'd be like asleep under the table it's like first off that might be your perspective, dad, but how often did that actually happen for mum? Like mum would have been the one at home with us day in, day out while we were napping. Second off, like that's not a thing. Do you know what I mean? I would love to have babies that sleep anywhere, but we chose to um, sleep train them in a sense, not cry it out, but like choose like a really routine way of making sure they slept. And in doing that, they won't sleep anywhere, but in their beds. Yeah. So it's like... Every option sucks. Either way, you're fucked in some capacity. Your babies might sleep under the table at a pub, but you can't get them to bed at night. Or they only sleep in their bed, but you can't go anywhere. Like you're the most boring person in the world now. Oh my God. And it's so like, again, off topic, but I feel like it's actually really changed me as a person now too, because I am exhausted now by like regular interaction with people. And I think it's because I'm so used to just being in my, all of these things that we are thinking about all the time. No wonder we're so isolated. Like even trying to explain this to someone is a nightmare, but this is what all of us are going through. How can you possibly have time or like emotional energy to be like a good friend Mm -hmm. and maintain your friendships when all of this is going on in the back of your mind. It's wild. Yeah. And a good wife and a good mom. And it's this, it's a lot, isn't it? Yeah. I'm so lucky that my OG friends from like when we were like 15 are just like understanding. Yeah. One of my friends, Nick, it's so funny when I told him I was pregnant, he's like, Oh, so you're going to become a blogger now. And it's so funny. sort of am one thank you so much for joining us for our premiere episode of mums unhinged if you haven't yet please follow us on social media the links are in the show notes we're on instagram and tiktok and if you haven't yet you must subscribe to our email list to be the first to know when a new episode drops but also because our first 50 subscribers are getting a sweet gift pack um, with a whole heap of goodies from our sponsors. Uh, we've got a bar from Eat For You. We've got a gorgeous lip balm from Natural Approach. Nina's got some nurture tea in there and a voucher. And we've got an Angus the Label voucher as well. So in that note, we'll see you again for another episode in a couple of weeks. <laughs>